0: Now that we've looked at centeredness as one of the key components of a compassion strategy, let's look at the second component, which is courage. Now, contrary to public misperception, compassion is not about rolling over and being nice or saying yes to everything and everyone. Neither is emotional and social intelligence. Compassion is one of the toughest leadership skills that is often overlooked in traditional MBA programs and the like. Yet leading with compassion strategy requires us to have the courage to show up as our our authentic selves and live out the core values of our own being, the core values of our teams, the core values of our organizations, and indeed, our communities. Leading as a force for good requires the courage not to be fearless, but to act in the face of fear. And this includes our willingness to embrace healthy conflict and encourage compassionate candor. For without the willingness to address the good, the bad, the ugly, we are all still running away from the very things that could be standing in the way of our collective well-being. Now, leaders who make decisions and communicate with authentic integrity are less likely to be swayed by unhelpful external factors such as money, power, or ego. They know their core values. They know their purpose. It's what Bill George calls true north. They know when they they will say yes and when they will say no. And when they say no, they do so with the ability to maintain and oftentimes strengthen the relationships. William Ury, author of the foundational negotiation book, Getting to Yes, articulates this with this powerful concept he calls the power of the positive no. Yes to values and what matters, no to what doesn't align, yes to relationships and opportunities. And being able to move with authenticity means having the mindful awareness of what is actually important to us, our teams, our purpose, and the integrity to stay true to it, despite competing pressures to choose otherwise. So now this is not the same as being stubborn and stuck to the status quo that we're unwilling to evolve. This is about being able to have the internal dialogue and external attunement to discern when the appropriate time is to evolve with new information or under changing circumstances, while honoring our vision, our purpose, and our core values. When making decisions, we can consider a few things to help us discern the most appropriate path. How much does this ask? How much of it is positive and helpful or detrimental, hindering to what matters or what we want to achieve? And how much the ask is true to what really matters to us that gives us meaning, or which it doesn't, where we kind of feel like, meh, it's not that important to me, right? When we consider these two aspects, we are leading with courage. And then we start to recognize and become more willing to say no when the timing is not right, is not a high priority, or when our values, our integrity, are compromised, This then allows us to say yes to those opportunities that align with our authentic selves. Compassion also requires the courage to engage in healthy conflict. When managing ourselves and others, including the fullness of our emotional lives, conflict is inevitable. How we embrace and manage that conflict makes a tremendous impact. Research shows that the highest performing teams and leaders are willing and able to handle conflict effectively. Yet for many of us, when we learn the art of business negotiation, we likely focused on the processes and the outcomes rather than the tough, invisible factors of empathy, emotional awareness, and ego. Healthy conflict requires us to lean into the discomfort and attune to ourselves and others, including the said, and unsaid. Yet we tend to have a default conflict style. And the key is not that one style is better than another, but that we have the inner and external flexibility of knowing which style is most appropriate for which situation and with which individuals. Whether we are focused on the outcome or the process, the goal or the people, we also need to consider how focused we are in the me, or in the we. The danger is that when we apply or stick to one style without paying mind to the clues that indicate we may better off flexing our default style for healthier conflict management and hopefully healthier outcomes. Because the important thing here is that we have the courage to engage in conflict and not to avoid it. And this is where compassionate candor comes in because compassion also means the courage to be honest even when that honesty is difficult to hear, whether we're on the giving side or on the receiving end. If we are only focused on ourselves, we we may fall into insincere niceness, where the words are meant to keep things peaceful, but without any real desire to help others or the situation. Or we may focus only on our truth without concern for the other, excusing our bluntness or lack of concern as honesty. Now, Many teams and organizations find themselves in what I call the avoidant kindness space. Here, we genuinely care about each other and about harmony, so much, in fact, that we tend to sweep issues under the rug or delay, 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 talking about the tough stuff for fear of. So what might be smaller issues eventually build up into something that can potentially cause far more damage? without courage to be candid leaders may make themselves vulnerable to issue avoidance over the top bullying or passive aggressiveness with compassionate candor we are more able to address reality and hold ourselves and others with kind accountability it's about holding that us accountable to be honest and with the intention of moving the team forward towards mutually beneficial purposes so Knowing what matters to us, knowing what matters to our team and our organizations and our communities means having presence and awareness of the inner and outer worlds and outer ways of being, the states of our being, as well as having the courage to act in alignment to what matters. So let's take a moment to reflect. Take out your journals or your notepads and consider this. What behaviors or actions can I take to engage my team with compassionate candor? Next, we're going to look at the third part of a compassion strategy, curiosity.